Many are getting rich. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Today, I want to share with you a message that the Lord put in my spirit this morning, uh, and I've subjected it fulfilling my glorious destiny through the Word of God. Fulfilling my glorious destiny through the word of God. Fulfilling my glorious destiny through the word of God. Every child of God has a destiny of glory. Every child of God, can I repeat it one more time, has a destiny of glory. Romans chapter number 8, the verse number 28. The Bible says that for we know that all things work together for good for them that love God, who are the called according to his purpose. So every one of us who have been called, the Bible says that everything works together for our good. That is a glorious destiny. But look at the verse number 29. The Bible tells us about the intent of God's heart concerning his children. Verse number 29. The Bible says, for them whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Him whom he foreknew, him whom he had an advanced knowledge of, he predestinated, he pre-programmed them that they will come into a place of conformation to the image of his son Jesus Christ. Was Jesus a glorious person? So if we become the image of Jesus, then it means that there is glory in our lives. But listen to this further. He said that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. Now look at the verse number 30. Not only did he foreknow us, he predestinated us. And the Bible says, listen to me, that also means that you seated over here. God knew you. You are, you are coming to sit here today. There is a doctrine of predestination. If you are going to be saved, God has already predestined it. He knew it would happen, and he programmed it to happen. And by the grace of God, that program is, has taken place. I said that program has taken place. I said that program has taken place. He said that, and those whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, he also justified. That is us. And whom he justified, can we read that together? These he wants, also wants. Come on, read it. This is also what? Listen, these are fundamental Christian doctrine that we need to appreciate and accept in our hearts. Glory to Jesus Christ. Then he also glorified. Now, that is not a present tense. That is not a future tense. This means, this is what? Glorified is what? Past words. Past tense. It means that it has happened already. 
So for every child of God, them whom he foreknew, he predestined. Those he predestined, the Bible says he called. Those he called, he justified. He made them righteous. He declared them righteous. If you are not born again and you are not a child of God, then you are not righteous. You have not been declared to be in right standing with God. Between you and God, there is war. Between you and God, there is a problem. But the Bible is telling us uh, that he predestined us, he called us, and he justified us. Hallelujah. That means that the justification of a child of God is not dependent on himself. Your standing right before God is not based on your own abilities. It's not based on your own righteousness. It's not based on your own works. He has taken care of the justification. He has taken care of your glorification. He has taken care of you walking in that place in his presence. Listen to me. No matter what the devil says about you, no matter those who are Use you. The Lord says that you are justified. The Lord says that you are justified. You are declared righteous. But not only has He declared you righteous, the Bible says that He has glorified you. So for every child of God, right from the scriptures, there is a destiny of glory. There is a destiny of glory. A glorious destiny has been prepared for you. A glorious destiny has been ordained for you. A glorious destiny has been written for you. It is not a destiny of shame. It is not a destiny of backwardness. It is not a destiny of retrogression. It is not a destiny where you will be disgraced. It is a destiny where you will see his glory. Glory means beauty. Glory means excellence. Glory means honor. Glory means something that has weight. That is honorable. As I am speaking, I am prophesying into your life. There is not coming to you. There's glory coming to you. There's favor coming to you. There's respect coming to you. You will not be put to shame. Come on, tap somebody beside you and tell the person, no shame here. No, tap another person beside you and tell the person, no shame here. Say, I have been called to be glorified. Say, therefore, I walk in the glory of God. Glory of God that is not synonymous and that's not synchronized with demonic oppressions destroying your life. Glory that is not synonymous to poverty. Glory is not synonymous to sickness. Oh, somebody said, I am sick to the glory of God. God wants me to be humble. May, may that sickness... Let me end over there. <laughs> How can you accept sickness as God's way of speaking to you? Somebody told a pastor, uh, Pastor, uh, many, many men of God have prayed for me and I'm not getting what. Well. I have come to realize that it's because God wants me to be humble. So that's why he has given me this sickness. Sinner like you. You know why do I say she's a sinner? She's taking medicine. The sickness that God has given you, you are, you are taking medicine to kill. You are taking medicine to kill. That means that you are fighting what? The will of God. So the man of God said, oh, wonderful, I agree with you. Sister, shall we pray? He held her hand and said, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this sister's sickness. Because humility is good. We want us to be more humble. Double the sickness. Say, hey, Pastor, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, oh, I said it. So sickness. Poverty, shame, backwardness, retrogression, stagnancy. If you're experiencing that in your life, don't think for a moment that it is the will of God. God wants you to be glorified. The only problem may be that you don't know the way yet. 
You don't know God's ways yet. He said, for lack of what? Knowledge. Mind. Who is people? Mind. God's own people perish. It is not on strangers who are perishing. God's people perish. So according to God's word, that is telling us that we have a glorious destiny. We can also perish. Why? Because we lack knowledge. Because we lack knowledge. If you want to grow into your destiny of glory, you need to grow in knowledge. You need to grow in knowledge. Open your Bibles with me quickly to the book of Romans, chapter number 12. I'm reading from the Amplified Version, verse number 1 and the verse number 2. Hear the voice of the apostle. He said, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and I beg of you in view of all the mercies of God. My God. That means that God has been merciful to every child of God. In view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting them, all your members and faculties, as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, and consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, rational, intelligence. Service and spiritual worship, meaning any Christian who does not serve God with his body or her body, you are not being intelligent with your worship. Even in serving God, you can serve God with intelligence. In service and spiritual worship, look at the verse number two. In fact, that's where most of my message is going to come from. I would have spoken about the verse one, but for the sake of time, that do not be conformed to this world. This age, in brackets, what the Amplified Version makes the, the, in the Bible, in, 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 when, you, when you see the word world, it, it's not the, 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 the Greek words that are translated world are not the same. In some places you find the Greek word aeon, here that's aeon, so age. It's talking about a time, a time, a dispensation, a season of life with its processes, systems, and patterns. And then there's another place where the world is, uh, 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 is, is, is from the Greek word terrestre, which is talking about the physical world. Here it's not talking about the physical world. It's talking about the systems that are in the physical world. And the way the world does these things, the patterns, the systems, the beliefs, the way the world speaks, the way the world acts, the way the, the things that the world values. So you realize that in this world, uh, they are pushing for uh, LGBTQI plus QYZ confused. Uh, they are pushing for it. Uh, they want it to become a way of life. They are pushing for us to accept that, oh, it is normal that some will be rich and some will be poor. It is a way that the world operates. They are pushing, they have their own systems and ways by which they operate. So the Bible is saying, uh, do not be conformed to this world, to its systems, uh, to its thinking patterns. Uh, it's a fashion after and adapted to its external superficial words, customs. Custom is the way a group of people live. They are practices. So it's superficial customs, meaning there are deeper customs, spiritual customs. And if you are going to become a great person in the kingdom, you need to learn these customs. Superficial customs, and be rather what? Transformed. Someone say transformed. And be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Be transformed, be changed, be metamorphosed by the entire renewal of your mind. The entire, entire complete renewal of your mind. Hear me? And this is very, very important. Transformation is God's will and God's goal for everyone who works with Him. 
Nobody comes to God and, and remains the same. And nobody who comes to God must remain the same. If you came with a certain problem, you must leave change. Or in the process of time, there must be a change. Are we together? That means that if you came to God and you had certain uh, additions or certain patterns or certain ways of, of thinking, uh, as you walk with God, the way you think should change. If the way you think is not changing, no matter how good you may consider your thinking to be, you are not being transformed. And you are not living the Christian life like God has called you to. Oh, as for me, I'm intelligent. I was the first class in my school. I was the one who was the top of the class. Master, don't bring that into Christianity. The fact that you were the best in the school doesn't mean that you are the most intelligent in life. Doesn't mean that you carry spiritual knowledge. Doesn't mean that you understand revelation. That, oh, as for me, you see, through my wit and my cunning and my wisdom, I've made a name for myself. I've been able to get a land, get a house, get a rich, get a, get a, get a, keep getting. You get it? Continue getting. He's saying that you must be changed. You must be transformed. There is a spiritual, biblical way of thinking. So, Entire, that word is very important to me. Entire, that means complete. Why are people not receiving miracles in church? They are not allowing their minds to be changed. They argue with everything that God tells them. They argue with every message that comes to them. They they cannot appreciate that maybe I have not grown enough to understand this yet. But rather, they are opposing. The Bible calls some, some people, they oppose themselves. You can be in church, but you'll be opposing yourself. Paul said that, that if maybe the Paul called and said that they oppose their own selves. You're telling Timothy that. There are people in church who oppose themselves. They don't submit themselves to the word of God to be transformed. Some two are stubborn of hearts. They are stubborn of hearts. They have made up their mind there that as for me, they are inu. You know what inu is? It is a French word. Which means that you know. <laughs> ah, now it's coming home. As for me, they mean she. Okay, go. You pricky, one pricky, one gana. Some you pricky, one pricky, one gana. It is as for you, even if the revelation is big, take time. Yeah. I'm not moving. Where I came to church, that's where I'm going. How I came is how I'm going. (laughs) Who I came is who is going. (laughs) Stubborn. And that is how the Jews were. The Bible said that their hearts, they could not be changed. That is what unbelief, real unbelief, is being unchangeable. You, they cannot break it. They cannot convince you. They cannot, nothing, nothing moves you. You come to church, and you can see power, the word of God, and they are breaking it down intelligently. But as for you, who you know, I won't see it. You see, you see, such people cannot be transformed. And about that, but entire renewal of your mind and your thinking faculties. Sweetheart, it is because of the way you are thinking that you have made the mistakes you have made. Why won't you let God come and start directing you correctly? My brother, where you are is because of how you have been thinking. The way you think, your state of mind, the way you conform, the problems I am having in my life is because I have a certain internal environment which were probably formed by the 
people I was exposed to, the things I watched, the things I listened to, how my parents treated me, how my teachers treated me, how my friends treated me. It got to a time I said, I don't want to have any best friend anymore. Because about three different times, I had best friends who ended up disappointing me. Some of the disappointments are today, I look at and they were childish. Because the disappointment was that, ah, he brought food and then he let other people eat before he called me to eat. <laughs> but then that was when I was in primary GHS but you see it formed a way of thinking in me and I didn't know but it was helping it was causing me to avoid people who could have been a blessing to me today some of you some of us the friends that we rejected as for me I'm under so as for me I, my family we don't mingle with people it could be the reason why you are struggling because you could have met somebody who had been in your network and would have connected you to your breakthrough our thinking patterns, our ways of thinking, is what are what has brought us to where we are today. Some of us have you realized that as you started coming to church and hearing the word of God and started applying your life to it, your life has started changing. Is anybody here who has experienced a change in their life because of applying the word of God? That is what he's talking about over there. That is how your life will be changed. That's how you'll be transformed. That word transformation means metamorphosis. It means change. It means converted. In from, from one state into another. So if you came in and spiritually the devil could torment you, by the time you are done with the word of God, something should be changed. Something should be, you should be tormenting the devil. You should be tormenting the devil. Those days when I, I got born again, in fact, before I got born again, I could have certain demonic afflictions, and some I feel all kinds of cobwebs all over me. Sometimes so uncomfortable I can barely sleep. When I became born again, it continued for some time. I continued building capacity in the word, building capacity in the spirit, building capacity. Today I torment the devil. Are you understanding me? You don't, you, because you don't believe me. But I do. If I, I'm preaching to you right now, some of you think I'm just preaching, I'm tormenting some demon inside your life. By the time I say amen, that demon is gone. I didn't say your amen, I said him too. Oh my God. Give a clap offering to Jesus Christ. I'm going to kill them. I'm going to show them. I'm going to deal with them. Shaka Tayalaba. Give a clap offering to Jesus. Paul said, I am coming to you in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel. Let, let me tell you something. When your man of God seeks, speaks with boldness, you should be happy. Someone says, ah, he is proud. He's not proud. He's not proud. He's taking his eye. Paul said, I magnify my office. Any man of God that cannot speak boldly cannot deliver you. He cannot help you. Sometimes it may seem braggadocious. No, it is understanding your placement in the Lord. Look, even Jesus said he was a, a proud person. Why? Because he knew who he was. Lift up your eyes and say, I know who I am. If uh, nobody, you have never spoken in faith. And people have said that you are proud. You have not yet, you are not yet full of faith. But when you become full of faith, the righteous are as bold as a lion. <laughs> you come, your head is lifted up. And you are walking with boldness. Ah, this guy to uh, yes, Onishi, who told you I don't have anything? It's just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. All that God has told me, it will start manifesting. I said, all that God has told me, it will start manifesting. But you see, because I believe God, I start manifesting it before I even see physically. Say, I know who I am. Say, I know who I am. Say, I have a glorious destiny. You need to accept these things. 
He said, by the renewal of your entire mind and your thinking faculties. Why? So that you may prove, you may show for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in the sight of God. In the sight of God. How many of you have seen a beautiful butterfly flying before? So many colors. So many colors. Did you know that the butterfly did not start that way? It did not start that way. It started in a contemptible state. Maggots. Wham. You see, some of us have not done a grape, so we don't know what I'm talking about. Some of us who have not grown up in a village, so we don't know what I'm talking about. Some of us live in the city, we are always watching TV, so we don't know what I'm talking about. And when, on those who are watching the TV, you don't watch nothing, you have this question. So we don't know what I'm talking about. La Superdorankwaan. The, the, the soldier's man or something. And the titles that they give to are amazing. What was the title title? Okay. So, okay, you pass it. Okay. Pass it to somebody. Shame Oh. Uh, Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Hell is a Sabbath. It's a movie. A Sabbath trend. Hallelujah. So, when you see a butterfly, you see it with its wings flying so beautifully. A butterfly did not start that way. It started in a contemptible state. It started in a contemptible state. As a worm, as a maggot. You never know that something beautiful can come out of it. So it started first as an egg. The egg developed into a larva or a caterpillar. How many of you have seen those creatures with thousand legs or hundred legs? You see them? Do you like them? Oh, come on. I know some of you put them for your dinner. Uh, <laughs> some of, oh, come on. Some of you, you, you grind it you, and you, 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 you kill them and then you dry them and then you grind them and put them in your drink. <laughs> no vomit in the house of God. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Is it what? Oh my God. Is it pepper or pepper? One of them. But whatever it is, they are spicing the caterpillar. Amen. Parentia is a caterer. So, have you been using some for your. Uh, have you been using some for your pizza? So, you see that green thing on the pizza? Hallelujah. Nobody seems to have not, have not met one single human being who likes those creatures. I've seen 30 year old men and they say, hey, they are running out. Oh. <laughs> uh, now, I have seen all men. <laughs> and they, nobody likes it. But then, that is a stage that that beautiful butterfly passed through. Then it will move to the form, it will form a pupa. In the pupa stage, you think it's dead. You think there's no life, but then after a particular period, the pupa breaks open and out comes the wings, colorful wings of a beautiful butterfly. That process is called transformation. That process is called transformation or metamorphosis. Metamorphosis. That is exactly what God wants every child of God to go through. You are supposed to be metamorphosed from a contemptible state, from a place of ingloriousness, from a state of problems, poverty, sickness, demonic afflictions, but you don't remain there. What do I say? You don't remain there. 
Yes, you can start with problems. Yes, you can start with uh, you are having financial issues. Yes, you can start with oh, you are you are you are full of sins. You are not able to stop certain things. But God says that you don't remain there. He said you must be transformed. You must be metamorphosed. You must be changed. And in the changing process, you move from the contemptible stage of an egg and a lover, and then you move to the beautiful stage of the butterfly that comes out, where everybody sees you and praises you. That is how a Christian is supposed to be. So, how do you go undergo this transformation? What results in this transformation is important. Listen, how many of us want our, our lives to change from level to level? From glory to glory. You must understand what the writer is talking about over here. In Romans chapter, in Romans chapter 12, this book was written by the Apostle Paul somewhere in AD 57. And, and, and it's on his third missionary journey. Apostle Paul underwent three missionary journeys. It's on the third one that he wrote most of his letters. And in this letter, he addressed the subject of salvation. When you look at the structure of his writings, especially in the book of Romans, it's very argumentative. And he's trying to prove what salvation is all about, what the rudiments of salvation, what our salvation has brought us, the new state that God has called us into, and how we are supposed to live our Christian life. So he brought us from the place where we were turned against God, enemies of God, the wages of sin is death. And then he brought us into the place of justification. And he brought us into the place where sin shall have no power. And he brought us into the place of authority. And he told, he told us that if, uh, it, and he told us about the power of the Spirit at work in our lives. So if you do not have the Spirit of Christ, you are none of it. Why? Because by the power of the Spirit, we do mortify the deeds of the flesh. Then he began to tell us about our oneness in sonship with Christ Jesus and he's going to speak to us that there's a glory that is ahead of us it's a glory that is ahead of us so how are we supposed to function as believers that is what Paul is trying to explain over here and so he said that for our transformation to be complete there must be a change of our mind there must be a renewal of our mind there is such a thing oh as the will of God and God wants us to manifest it God wants us to manifest it the will of God is in levels in the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 2 you see it over there there is a good will there is a double will and there is a perfect will of God there is a good will that is the beginning everything is fine but it may not be exactly what God wants you to do and then you advance to the place of acceptance and then beyond that there is a place of perfection where you sleep wake up walk not according to your own ideologies but according to the directions and the leadership of the spirit do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. The perfect will of God. That is where God is sending us to. That is what he's sending us to. For us to be able to walk in and manifest the will of God, we need to be spiritual men. We need to be spiritual men. And that is where we, what we attain through transformation. There are actually three kinds of men in this world. According to the Bible. Number one is the natural man. Somebody ever said the natural man. And we were home and said, I pastor preached a lot. What did he say? It was so powerful. What did he say? Your life will be changed. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, I'm just sharing with you. Three men. Number one, there's a natural man. Number two, there's a carnal man. And number three, there's a spiritual man. 
Technically, there are only two, natural and spiritual. But a spiritual can be broken down into two, carnal and truly spiritual. That's why I made it three. So there's a natural man, there's a carnal man, and there's a spiritual man. Who is the natural man? The natural man, First Corinthians chapter 2, the verse number 14 to 16. But the natural man received not the things of the spirit. So here he identifies that there's a natural man. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually descended. But he that is spiritual, so there's a spiritual man. He judges also and says himself as judge of no man. For he have for he has known the mind of the Lord for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him but we have the mind of Christ so you see two men over here you see the natural man and the spiritual man the spiritual man the natural man considers spiritual things as foolishness when the natural man comes into this place does not know what we are and we start going around what are these people doing which is it which if the person is a cheap person I bet I'm gonna it depends how it be. The person say chin omukana. I'm trying to say chin omukana. I be. You can say. Let we 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 chin. Glory to Jesus Christ. Is that is it? So that he does not understand what is going on. That's why the Bible says that the superficial mind, superficial customs. Superficial custom, the, the spiritual man, the, the natural man that's not understand why you should pay tithe. You said, ah, you are giving your money to a pastor. Be sensible. He will give you five thousand reasons why you should not pay tithe. Yet that natural man goes to give his money to a beer bar. That natural man goes to give his money to a prostitute. That natural man will go and take a psychic and then gives money to that psychic. As for him, he's investing. <laughs> that natural man will go and pay bets. That natural man will even give money for taxes. He'll give money for everything. But when it comes to spiritual reasons, it, it looks foolishness to him. That's what the Bible is saying. Before they spoke, God had already spoken. He said, it is foolishness. He cannot discern it. Please, he cannot discern it means that you cannot preach it to him. You cannot convince him. He will not understand you. Why will you wake up in the morning, you have washing to do, and you say you are coming to church? Don't you know that Monday you are going to work? The natural man does not understand why you should be in church. The natural man does not understand why you should marry a, a Christian. Say, no, 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 no. He likes you. He's, he's kind to you. Yeah, he doesn't go to church. It doesn't matter. He likes you. He's kind to you. And the natural man says that all that is normal. The natural man does not understand why the Bible says, be not unequally yoked with an unbeliever. The natural man does not understand why a wife should be submissive to her husband. Why a wife should even with all her intelligence, all her certificates, all her beauty, all her accolades, and yet when she gets married in a Christian setting, she's supposed to be submissive. Submissive means learn to take second place. Learn to do what? Not learn to take second place. Take second place. <laughs> learn is the process. Take is the, is, the, is the end. That your husband is the head. And not your man said, ah, no, 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 no. Yeah, woman, be wise. Be wise. Yeah, we, we are also equal. Come on, we are equal. If, if he doesn't bring anything, no, 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 no. Don't give me. No, 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 no. Let's drink cola, no. A natural man does not understand when the Bible says that 
submit to your husband. See why it doesn't make sense? Do you understand me? You are a professor woman. And you, are, you, are, you are a doctor. You are this and that and that and that. And your husband, even the green crab, you do second year and drop you out. Yeah, and yet he says submit. Once you have decided to marry him, you are supposed to submit to him. Sometimes you say that, oh, no, he does not deserve submission. He didn't say he, he, he must he must to deserve the submission. Maybe the English didn't come. <laughs> he must to deserve the submission. He said, so the natural man does not understand that. It doesn't make sense. But the spiritual man understands that it is the word of God. The natural man does not understand why he should give his life to Christ. After all, I'm a good person. He does not understand that salvation is not by works. Salvation is not by this. Even some of the natural men don't even understand that salvation is at all. Say, is there a God? If there's a God, let him show his face. A natural man said that, ah, if I die and I see that there's a God, I'll say that God is not giving me enough evidence. The king, his king is being soaked in the lake of fire. Because I don't know anything else on earth that they can soak it in for him. Now, this natural man is an unregenerate man. He's not born again. His spirit has not been born again. He's, he, the only birth and the only nature he knows is the natural nature. The natural birth. He that is born of the flesh is flesh. He, he only knows one kind of birth. That is the natural man. The end of such a man is hell and the lake of fire. There's no natural man who enters into heaven. Can I write it again? There's no natural man who enters into heaven. Who is a natural man? Anybody who has not accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord of his or her life is a natural man. No matter the religion they practice. So if you have friends who are, who are in other religions, you have siblings, uncles, relatives who are in other religions, start praying for them. For the end of such a man is hell and the lake of fire. I'm not saying it delightfully. Anybody who says that you go to hell and is happy about it is just a wicked person. Hell is not a good place that anybody should ever go to. The lake of fire is not a good place that anybody should ever go to. But it is there, nevertheless. Spiritual men, they are not body ruled. Romans chapter 8 verse 6. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded. The spiritual man is spiritually minded. That's why I said that we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. So God wants us to be spiritual. Where we walk in sync with his will. And we manifest the power and the character of the spirit consistently. Today as I'm sharing the word of God with you. I see somebody making a progress. Or if you are not born again. You are moving from the natural man. To becoming a spiritual man. If you are a carnal Christian. You are becoming spiritual. Strong in spirit. Strong in your soul. Strong in the power of the Holy Ghost. If you are the one, shout a big amen. amen. How do you make this translation? It's very simple. The word of God. God's material for upgrading our lives is his word. Everything God does in, in life and in this world, he does by his word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And the things which be not are from the which be are were made from things which be not. So the material that God used in the creation of the world and for everything that we see is the word of God. So it is the word that brings transformation. 
Second Timothy, Second Corinthians chapter three verse eighteen. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says, "All of us with an unveiled face, because because we continue to behold in the Word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. We are constantly being transfigured into His very own image in ever increasing splendor, and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So you can move from one degree of glory to another." You are having certain challenges. You see that no, it, this is not how a spiritual man should live. You must upgrade yourself. How do you upgrade yourself? Go and look into the word. Go and look into the word. And said, and continued looking. Give me an amplified version, please. And continued looking. That means that you don't look today, and then you stop looking, and then you say, I, look, I read the Bible, and nothing changed. Continue. Have you continued? How consistent are you? Then we have the Amplified. Because we continue continue to behold in the Word. Listen to me. One of these days I'll share with you a message. The Word of God has the answer for everything in this world. The Word of God has the answer for everything in this world. The Word of God is a person. What is the Word? It's a person. It's spiritual. It's material. So, we have the graphic word, which is the written word. We have the spiritual word. And uh, Hebrews chapter number 4. Hebrews chapter number 4. The verse number 12. The Bible tells us, describes the word as a he, as a person. John, in John chapter number 1, also describes the word as a person. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. And the Bible tells us that he was in the beginning with the Father. He gave personality to the word. He gave personality to the word. So the word is a person. Let me just say that quickly because my time is, is already up. The word is a person. The word is also a spirit. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are what? Spirits and they are lives. And the word is also what is written to us. The written scriptures, which are written for our glory. Are we understand? Are you understanding? So, if you want to live by the word, you want to look into the word. Look into the word in its capacities. Number one, you start with the scriptures, the written scriptures. Take your Bible, read every day. Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day. If you want to grow, I'm also saying, if you want to glow, if you want to glow, Hallelujah. Read your Bible, pray every day. Pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day. If you want to glow, you want, you want your life to shine. The Word of God has answer for you. Some are praying every day. And others are also praying without reading the Word. But it's a Word, which is God's material for change. So that some of you over here are put you on a Word diet. As I go and start reading the book of John, or when I start reading this chapter, what am I doing? I'm putting material in your spirit. One of these days, you see that the word of God has start changing you. You start producing in you the results that you are looking for. Hallelujah. Somebody celebrate the Lord. John 6.63. It is the spirit of quickness. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirits and they are lies. The words carry spirits. The word carries spirits. The word carries spirits. The word carries spirits. 
Glory to Jesus Christ. Let me just quickly jump to this. What are the effects? How can God's word bring you into your glorious destiny? I'm just skipping some things quickly. It is because of the impact and the effects of the word. What are the effects of the word? Number one, the word has cosmetic effect. Who knows what a cosmetic is? There are chemicals that are applied to the body for beautification purposes. How many of you know that the word of God can actually beautify you physically? The word of God, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I am here. He is there. Because I saw him when he first came. Amen and amen. There are people you see that we have to speak in tongues. Oh. What is working? What is working? The word has cosmetic effects. You are here and you are struggling. You are pimples and all that things are worrying you. Sister, let me tell you, I have a secret for you. I used to have pimples on my face. I'm telling you. Shakatele vikusotaya. You have tried all the organic and the inorganic. Argan oil, fragrant oil, aloe oil, palm oil, coconut oil, soy oil, everything. And so, come on, hear me. I think, okay, but yeah. But the word produces a Escape. Escape. <laughs> Give us our praise to Jesus. Ecclesiastes chapter number 8. Who is like a wise man who knows the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom makes his face to shine and the sternness of his face is changed. Other verses say that the hardness of his face is changing. 8 verse 1. 8 verse 1. Who is, as the wise man, who knows the intervention? A man's wisdom calls his face to shine. What, what is that man's wisdom? The word. And the boldness <laughs> of his face. Sir, brother, you have been trying and they have been bouncing. They say, well, I don't want to wake up every I don't want to wake up every morning. <laughs> I don't wake up every morning and I'm afraid. <laughs> but when I open my eyes, is that the hardness, the boldness of his face is changed. This is, this is real. The word of God, it can affect your skin. The other day, uh, one dear lady was talking about how she started applying the word of God to her hair. Before she realized, she, in, in less than a year, her family, they don't have much hair. In less than a year, she was pulling, she was pulling pony. I'm telling you, no, you see, this is real. That a brother of mine is now a reverend minister in a church at Bubuashi. When we started together, he was, he was very short. And then we learned this thing. So, the things I'm telling you is not today, this is about 15 years ago. We're learning these things. This, me, I wanted it for a different purpose. Why are you saying that? <laughs> I wanted the word of God for a different purpose. Why are you saying that? So why didn't you apply it to yourself? But who said I'm short? I, I am picking signals. 
<laughs> Glory to Jesus. Ah, then, and he started actually physically growing taller. He had passed the age of maturation. Oh, it's true. It was in tech. He said that, hey, Eben, now I saw that I was going to talk. I said, the Lord, it's okay. Literally, physically, the word of God, putting the word of God to work. Putting the word of God to work. Why is that when I'm going to do a healing program, I don't just come and say, I use the word. Because the word of God can bring, that I'm even bringing to another effect of a therapeutic effect. The word of God can have effects on you physically. Therapeutic effects. Cosmetic effect, therapeutic effect. He sent his word and he healed them of all their diseases. Is that not healing? Is that not therapy? So the word of God, as you are listening to me, there's sickness in your body. The word of God is taking it out of your body. Receive healing in your body. So God's word has cosmetic effect number one, has therapeutic effect number two. Therapeutic effect. Let me give you one scripture. Psalm 107, verse 20. I've already quoted it. Matthew 8, 8, the, man, the Roman centurion said that, speak thy word only and my servant shall be what? Healed. Healing effect of the word. Therapeutic effect of the word. Number three, the word of God has prophylactic effect. In other words, it can keep you from getting sick. You want to continue in divine health. You realize today you are sick and every day you are falling sick or wanting to have pain here. Today my, my leg, today my heart, today my kidney, today my liver, today my nose. You want to change all of that so that you can maintain soundness of health. The word of God. The word of God. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your eyes. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. So the word of God can be put in injection into your body. Into all your flesh. Health. That word health is from the Greek word mape. It means medicine. Health. Medicine to all their flesh. God's word is bringing medicine to you right now. Number four, the word has cleansing effect. John 17, 17. Sanctify them by the truth. That word is true. You feel as though you are not clean. You feel as though you are dirty. Go to the word of God. Wash yourself with the word. As I'm speaking right now, people are being washed. Some of you came into church and you are feeling guilty. Now you can realize that some peace is coming. The word of God is watching you. I said the word of God is watching you. I said the word of God is watching you. Go and sin no more. <laughs> Ephesians 5.26 And he sanctified them and cleansed them with the washing of water by the word. Number five, the word has constructive effect. It can build your life. Acts 20 verse 32. Now that, and so now brethren, I commend you to God and unto the word of his grace which is able to build you up. You want to build your life solid. The word of God can build you up. You want to be deep. You want to be wise. The word of God can build you up. Number six. The word of God can liberate you. It has a liberating effect. John chapter 8 verse 32. Jesus said that, uh, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth is the word of God. So the word of God can liberate you from mentalities, and can liberate you from demonic afflictions. Number seven. The word of God can enlighten your mind. It can bring understanding to your mind. You want to be wiser. You want to be smarter. You want to be more intelligent. You want to be the best student in your classroom. The word of God can open your mind up. Psalm 119 verse 130. It said that the entrance of his word gives light and gives understanding to the simple. That word simple means the fool, naive, the one who doesn't know much. So the word of God can bring understanding. That word understanding also means intelligence. Verse 130. 119 verse 130. 119 verse 130. 
Glory to Jesus. The word of God can also bring direction to your life. You want to know the way your life should go. Lord, I am confused in life. What should I do in my life? God's word is a light unto your a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your power. Psalm 119, 105. 105. Number 9. The word of God has moral effects. It can make you morally upright. Show you the way of morality. Psalm 119 verse 9. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Verse 11. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. You're having problems with addiction, problems with sinning. We want to stop. Get to the word of God. Get to the word of God. Get to the word of God. It can keep you stable, keep you upright, keep you righteous. The word of God. Somebody give a clap offering for the word of God. You want to be a genius. The best in your class. You want to have intelligent ideas, even ones that your teachers have not taught you. The word of God. It has transcendental effects. It can give you genius effects. Psalm 119, 119, verse 97 to 100. He said, oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Through thy commandments, you have made me wiser than my enemies. Can you imagine that? For they are ever with me. I have more understanding than my teachers. Meaning I, I, I can teach my teachers. He said, Thou, through thy word. Verse 100. What are you talking about there? He said, I understand even more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. Wow. Do you know what the ancients means? Like the forefathers. Newton. Einstein. The people that we have been quoting. Very soon, people will start quoting you. I said very soon people start quoting you. Look, it, I, I. somebody listen to me and may know, may, may think that ah, and then say, hey, you know, Do you know? Go and do a study. All these scientific people that I've just mentioned, you realize they have a Christian background. Newton, Einstein, all those people, they have a Christian background. They can quote Bible more than some of the preachers in their time. The Word of God. Don't let anybody deceive you. I heard recently there's something on a, class four books that negative effects of Christianity on Ghana. Jokers. Jokers. The first schools in this country were built by missionaries. Now, the schools that you are teaching in, you are saying, you, are teach, you have the orphanages to be teaching negative effects, who they were first founded by Christians. If you are a child, please be watching the books of our children. Because the devil is slipping into their books. In negative effects of Christianity. It makes people lazy. It makes, it makes politicians. Yeah, yeah. Madness. Madness. Look, any nation, look how it happened in the United States of America, where they took away the Ten Commandments from part of their national uh, constitution representations. Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane America, Hurricane Ajua, Hurricane, everybody is after them. Hurricane Mensa, Hurricane Kizia, Hurricane everything. All of you once in a while, once in a while tell yourself you become Hurricane over there. <laughs> Now, the country is struggling, though. America. Like America, California, born so people poo-poo on the road. They poo-poo on the road. 
But you see, they will show that to us. But if they show that to us, it will look like the way they have been trying to make the black man look like he's a nobody. It will make it now look as though, oh, no, no, that we are all nobodies. But the greatest minds came from Africa. Look at the strongest people came from Africa. There's no country in the world. If all their go to France, their football team is Africa. They should move the whole country to Africa. The recent World Cup. Ah, oh, am I lying? Ah. Now, recently we have a boxer, a Ghanaian boxer, who brings software from Ghana. Now, he's, now, he's changed nationality to the uh, UK. But you see, you cannot change DNA. <laughs> you can change paper, but you cannot change DNA. It is what is from Africa that is working in him. In fact, according to carbon studies and research into genes, they realize that all human beings come from Africa. Listen, don't be an African with a weak mind. The seed of life is in you. Even when Jesus was going to die, who did God choose to help him carry the cross? An African. An African. Look, God has, and has, has, and will always have a plan for Africa. For Africa. For Africa. Say, I'm a proud African. And so, see, I won't buy for visa. They have be, come on, if I give them two seconds to manifest right now. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, God's word has all of that. God's word has all of that. How many have I given you? Ten. You, let me leave the rest for the sake of time. About eight more, but let me leave it for now. Glory to Jesus. But from this, you realize that the word of God can bring you into your destiny. If you are not born again, the word of God can convict you. The word of God can touch you and say that, no, the life you are living is not. How many of you have been listening to a preaching? And sometimes it's not as though the preaching is talking about your sin or something you have done wrong. But all of a sudden, as you are hearing the word, you now start feeling like you have to change. I've never had that experience before. It's the convicting power of the word. It doesn't matter what we are talking about. We can be talking about prosperity. You start feeling that, oh God, I'm unclean. It's the glory of the word that is cleansing you. It's working on you. Today, I, I want to give a special opportunity to somebody over here. Close your eyes, everybody. Maybe you are listening to me and God's word is touching your heart. That I need to be a Christian. Or I've been living a life that is not worthy as a Christian. And I feel like I want to turn back to the Lord. I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ. To make your life better. To start a new journey with the Lord. We have just about 10 minutes to the close of this service. But this 10 minutes can change your life forever. With every eye closed over here, you want to receive Jesus as the Lord of your life. You want to start a new journey of glory with Jesus through the word. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. I want to pray with you. Or you are straight from Jesus. And you are saying, that Jesus, I am coming back to you. God bless you. I see the hand. Lift it up very high. Lift it up very high, my brother. Lift it up high. Lift it up, my sister. 
sister. Say, Lord, I am coming back to the place of worship. I am coming back to the place of having a walk with you. Lift it up now. Lift it up now. I want you to rise up to your feet with your hands lifted up. I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray for you right now. Wherever you are seated, just lift up, rise up to your feet. Lift up the hand. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. God wants to do something in your life. God wants to restore you. He wants to bring you back into the place of destiny that he has purposed for you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. This is a new day. This is the dawn of a new era. And right where you are standing, place your left hand on your chest. And lift up that right hand and say this prayer after me. Say, Oh God, thank you for your word. Today I receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of my life. I receive eternal life and righteousness into my spirit. From today I declare, Jesus Christ, you are my Lord and my master. I will live for you every one of my days. Say, Satan, I don't belong to you anymore. I belong to Jesus Christ. I will live for Jesus Christ. My life will never be the same again. Say thank you Jesus for saving me today. Hallelujah. Somebody celebrate the Lord right now for his word. If you have just prayed this prayer, I want to close. I want to just come and see me. I want to pray for you. For the sake of time, I'm moving very fast. But if you have prayed this prayer, don't walk out of this place without coming to shake my hand. Don't come and tell me that pastor, when you said we should pray that prayer, I prayed that prayer with you. And I believe that Jesus has done something in my life. Glory to Jesus Christ. Shall we be on our feet? Shall we rise up to our, on our feet? We are going to pray one prayer. You are praying for, for us to have the full impact and the import of the word. We cannot listen to or read the word of God with our minds. We need revelation. That was the revelation. Without revelation, the Bible is just a mere history book. It's a story book. It's a, poem, a, a book of poetry. It's revelation to see the secrets. Behind the word. Lift up your right hand. Say, Father, I can't hear you. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, this morning, fill me with a spirit of wisdom and revelation of your word for transformation of life. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and talk to the Lord. Lift up your the spirit of god is also the spirit of revelation yes lord this morning i declare let there be a, an impartation of the spirit of revelation over your life amen in the mighty name of jesus christ amen let there be an impartation of the spirit of revelation amen so that the word of god will have value to you amen the word of god produce results in your life amen the word of god will change you amen and cause your life never to be the same again amen in the name of the lord jesus christ
May your heart not be hardened to the word. Amen. May your heart be broken by the word of God. Amen. May you start that journey of with the Spirit through Amen. the word. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Something beautiful is going to happen to you. Amen. I have meditated on the word of God and has given me money several times. Many times. Many times. May God change your finances through the word. Amen. I have meditated on the word of God and I've seen health and healing come to my body. May the word of God bring health into your bones. Amen. Into your cells. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokolipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.